Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pop Culture Period Piece Podcast. I'm Laura. I'm Julie. And we are back for season two. Julie's dancing. If you're not watching the YouTube, she was just dancing. (gasps) (gasps) And that's the first thing. Uh, We are going to be putting some some of our footage. Um. (laughs) I'm testing it out. Okay. All right. Uh, I saw up Julie's nostrils. And you can, too. (laughs) <laughs> on the Trident Network YouTube. Um, yeah, we took a little a little mini break for our own mental health and for our own physical health and all of that. And uh, we are recharged and ready. So speaking of ready, Julie, are you ready for your recommendation? I am. <gasps> it's season two. Everything. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Um, my, my recommendation is, um, The Flight Attendant. Um, I think season two just came out. I just started watching season one. I really like to work backwards, um, and and start behind everyone else. Yeah. But, so it's based on a book. What I didn't know is that, um, the screenplay or TV play, whatever, Mm -hmm. it's written by, um, Steve Yockey, who wrote Pluto, which is like one of the most incredible plays I've ever seen on stage. Um, and it, it, he has a style that mm-hmm. is perfect for this. So yeah. I'm, I'm just, I voraciously made my way through season one and now I have since started season through two. <laughs> season through. Um, my recommendation is first off, for everyone to watch our YouTube, because you can see the shadow, the phallic shadow that my mic is casting, um, which brings me to my recommendation, which is a show that my friends and I started watching when we were in Europe. Oh my gosh, she's talking about Europe again. Yes, I am. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, I I'm not tired. I mean, I am tired, but I'm not tired to keep yawning like this. Your story is amazing. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Um, but we started watching a show called Naked Attraction. Have you ever seen it? Oh my gosh, get ready. So it's either a, a man or a woman, or, you know, whoever they're attracted to. It's like that person and whoever they're attracted to, there are three of them behind a um, like partition. And then they lift up, maybe it's four. Um, they lift up the partition and they go like genitals down and then they have to, and full of everything. And then they pick one to get rid of. And then they like lift up that partition and they hug weirdly. And then they go up to shoulder height and then they eliminate someone else. And then they go up to face and then they eliminate someone else. And then the person that's doing the eliminating after he has picked that person then has to show up naked. They meet for like two seconds, hug. And then they go out on a date afterwards, fully clothed. And it sounds weird. My friends watched it before I did because they they shared the like double room the first night they watched it. And I was like, okay, you're just going to see a lot of, a lot of genitals and a lot of, you know, and they're like, no, but that's, what's great about it is like, first off everyone, well, for, <laughs> you see my mic, but like they, they, uh, when they lift the partition, it's just so interesting to see how different everybody's everything is and how normal your body is 
this i'm talking about genitals and you're yawning i'm so it's so dark in here laura it's so dark it looks, looks like i'm in a murder room and it makes me murder rooms make me sleepy <laughs> they really call me murder rooms i'm so sorry you're gonna hear my dog um he'll he'll shush in a second um but yeah like there was one episode where one of the guys was there was like three vulvas in front of him and he was like yeah i like i like my girls to have a little bit more lip and like to hear a man say that and like to hear women talk about like male genitalia and not be like oh i really i like them big and that like and just be like no that's you know like I don't know it was because we're just so used to seeing this is the way a body should look either in our media or in our medical books or like and just to have people talk and just be open about their body and who they are and what they like and everybody is so normal looking and like like age range like it could be someone in their 20s someone in their 60s like it was anyway Naked Attraction, highly recommend. It's on Netflix in the UK, not in... That was going to be my question, yeah. is this doesn't feel like a show that would be on in the US. No, but if you have one of those like IP scramblers or whatever that people get so that they can watch all the Netflix all the time. Um... We're going to get a note about the number of times I've gone. It's so... Yeah. I'm the sorry. The first time we record our faces. I have never <laughs> yawned this much in my life. We don't know. There's no evidence. Um, it's so... Uh, uh, hey, Val. Hey, Al. Welcome to the Deep Commentaries trailer. Welcome to you and welcome to all our potential listeners. We're just two pals re-watching, reviewing, and reliving in the glory days of all Disney Channel original movies. Join us every other Tuesday for games, laughs, and chats about all of the hot dads. Looking forward to having you join us for D-Commentaries, as well as all of the other podcasts here on the Trident Network. Find us wherever you pod. So let's talk about our movie. Let's get into it. Um, it's my pick this week. And we are in July, so we picked the theme of the war or preparing for the war because 4th of July, everyone talks about all the different wars. Um, but we're not limiting it to the United States, uh, but we're just thought July, the war would be a good theme. So I picked The Dig. It's currently on Netflix and it is uh, 1939. <sighs> and <laughs> this woman <laughs> and her child, she's a widower, uh, own this piece of property where there are mounds and they don't know what's in the mounds, but she has a suspicion that it might be a uh, treasure burial, something like that. So she hires an excavator and then they find one of the greatest Anglo-Saxon treasures uh, that we've found to date. Um, and it was my first time watching this movie. I'm trying to pick a few that I've never seen before. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So Julie, what did you think? I couldn't tell if I loved this movie or I hated this movie. So here's here's what I loved. I loved yeah. the the histor history. I loved the archaeology. Historian. Um, um, you know, I loved I loved that the the war was like a constant awareness yeah. of of things that then built. 
Um, but then there were also parts that I was like, did we at all need the entire plot line um, with um, Lily, Lily, her and pretty her husband. Lily, Lily James, yeah, and her weird husband, and like I guess she and this guy like each other. Yeah. That was weird for me. And like, oh, I get it. You gave her glasses and brown hair, so that makes her a smart character. Like it that that whole it was like yeah. it was like the rest of the movie was like, This is a British movie. And I was like, Yes. Oh my god. Like, let's just yeah. keep talking. Um, and then that movie was like there was like one American producer that was like, Listen, y'all. We need a love need story. Some sauce. Yeah. And I didn't need it because it was weird. The yeah. the love story of like Miss Pretty and her son and the relationship that developed between that family and um I can't remember Ray Fine's character like him and his wife that mm-hmm. relationship that developed that was very familiar and not romantic like that I that was yeah. the relationship I needed not this weird thing that was like a a hanging chat or whatever that term is is that a term that it is it? from like the 2000 election. <laughs> Okay, this is not the appropriate term. Oh man, I gotta get a light for our next recording. Um, I, hanging <laughs> Chad. Um, I'm gonna. That's gonna be on our Instagram, so you know what it is. Um, I, I yeah, I felt like I felt like there were kind of two movies going on. So like the very first, like I want to say, 35 minutes until the British Museum came in was like every every single shot was so deliberate and so beautiful and it was such a like slow movie for the first 40 minutes which was really like at first I was like oh get on with it but then I started to like it because it just felt like life before a war where you feel like things are gonna like maybe tomorrow it's gonna pick up maybe and you know it was just like yeah so I I really liked the first 40 minutes. I also like the fact that like it wasn't romantic and it was for excavation's sake and there wasn't a romance involved because she was a widower and then when all that other stuff started to happen I was like okay. Like I, I um, Also, do you want to hear something really creepy? Um no. the guy that played <laughs> Lily James' husband in this yeah. movie played her father in Cinderella. Oh, I believe that. I actually thought I was like, he's pretty old. And it, it's funny because when it's the like movie first old, started, but... I was like, please, please don't let this be a movie where Terry Mulligan and Ray Fiennes like their characters fall in love. Like, please don't let yeah. that be in the movie. And then when it was very obvious it wasn't going to be that movie, I was very relieved. And then they yeah. introduced Lily James and her weird old, old weird old husband. And I was like, oh. oh. It, we just really needed to get that in there. Yeah. Yeah. But the archaeology stuff was so fascinating. Yeah. And the fact that it was based on a true story. Yeah. I loved that part. Like, the whole conversation where he's talking about where they should dig. And he's like, oh, the ground is soft here. That means that. Mm-hmm. It's just so interesting to me. Yeah. Like, I guess I am, in fact, the target audience for a movie about the dig yeah. and they felt like they needed the other part for everyone everybody else, else. yeah i was i this was my what was what is it when it's like 
the big where it was like the mukbang or whatever it was called when people would like eat food mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this was my version of that where the amount of sensory pleasure I get from watching people like brush away dirt from jewels and like from a piece of wood oh oh please and um I I loved the the tension between like the British Museum and the other yes, museum and the local and then, like, one. Yeah. And also her. So here's here's the big question. What do you think about if you find something in your backyard, where does it go? Like of of historical significance. You mean like the local museum or the national one? Or let's let's say, oh, let's say it's something of an ancient civilization. Where does it go? I mean, I think ancient's a little bit harder because you can't necessarily return it to the civilization. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think, like, if you, if for example, you find something on your land that belongs mm-hmm. to indigenous people, mm-hmm. there there's a possibility that you can actually return that mm-hmm. to the descendants, versus like finding something that you can't, like, you can't yeah. like find the person in the line or, or whatever then I, I I do think putting it in a place where it's most accessible mm-hmm. to be experienced yeah. um, you know for me Smithsonian comes to mind because they're free and they also have like digital displays yeah. um, you know I wouldn't like give it to the Titanic Museum or anything I, I don't know if you noticed about a few weeks ago there were a lot of I don't know if you look at my Facebook page a lot, but there are about seven people, probably 10, there were a lot of people that linked this article about this redhead named Laura Young that found a ancient Roman bust at a Goodwill for $33. And everyone was like, I thought this was you. I thought this was you. (laughs) But all of that checks out for you. Yeah, exactly. And she kind of looks like me. But um, I'll I'll send you the article, but uh, and we'll we'll link it on our page. But it it was interesting because I don't think she got to keep it. I think like she didn't even have a choice in the matter. Yeah, because it was like there was some, and she also didn't. She was gonna resell it. Like she was like a one of those resell, and not because she knew it was an ancient Roman bust. It was just for thirty three dollars. It was this really cool piece of artwork, and she's like, okay, and then I'll resell it. And then she took it to an appraiser and they're like no and the museum took it i hope they at least paid her the 33 dollars. yeah so yeah so i think here's my thoughts about this film is that i think it's about adaptability because the one part that really like hit home for me First off, no one is, uh, like, except for the little boy when his mom is sick, but nobody is really that, there's not a lot of heightened emotions. There's not a lot of extreme anger. There's not a lot of extreme sadness. It's they take something and they, even when <laughs> Lily James and her father uh, slash husband, <laughs> even when she's like, we need to get a divorce and all of that, she she's like well I don't think you're living the life you should be and that would be really sad so it's not this heightened like you lied to me sort of thing um but the one part where the little boy is very upset the 
the excavator comes up to him and I like wrote this down and I was not crying because I was uh, doing something that I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have been watching this when I was watching it. It's fine. Um, I was watching it at work. So <laughs> well, I was working. It's fine. Um, I was still working. Uh, but <laughs> the quote is, we all fail every, because he's like, I was supposed, okay, so the little boy set up. The little boy is like, I, <laughs> when my father died, I, everyone told me to take care of my mom and I failed. See, that was the great part of the movie. But then the excavator goes, we all fail every day. There are some things that we just can't succeed at, no matter how hard we try. And <laughs> right um, now, but that was so powerful to me because I don't think I've ever heard something like that in media. It's, it's like, no, you try your hardest. You can succeed at anything. You can do anything you put your mind to. And that's not true. Like, it is true for many, 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 many things. But especially when it comes to, like, matters of the heart, mm-hmm. persuading mm-hmm. people's hearts and, pers- and, and making health change. I, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I, I just read a, a really, like, long post today about, like, this idea of, like, there's no ex- the, the no excuses mindset. Like, you can always carve out time to work out. And just how that mindset has led to so much body dysmorphia, so much disordered eating, like all mm-hmm. of that, because people are taught, like, if, you, if you're if you not finding time to do the thing, you have failed. And yeah. that's not the case at all. No. And, yeah. So I think in general, like, what I, what I felt like the director's or the screenwriter's thesis was, was about, like, adaptability and how all of these people in their different ways were learning to adapt to changes in their lives. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so the little boy who hasn't learned adaptability is probably, is the one with the most heightened emotion. Yeah. Yeah. So. And archeology. span So cool. when they figured out it was a boat. Oh uh. my gosh. Ugh. And like, I, I think that it also reminds me of like the melancholia of like depression because they just keep digging. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of like, yeah. or you just keep going. Like, even though things are sad or wars on the horizon, they literally just keep and digging. And like, Miss Pretty literally sits there in a chair and watches them. Yeah. And then my final note I'm looking at my notes. <laughs> is that how do they know so at the very end it said that like no that there were all of these recordings about who helped and that basil brown was the excavator's name because i wrote it on my final page of notes um that they didn't give him any credit until like just recently so i'm wondering how they figured out that he was involved if they only started giving him credit just recently well one of the things that i read Mm -hmm in the trivia yeah <laughs> um which i always look at the trivia not not just if i don't like it um but in um they're based on a book literally <laughs> called the dig mm-hmm. um but the person who wrote the dig mm-hmm. um is like a descendant or the person who wrote the dig is the niece of Peggy Pickett, Lily James' character. So I think oh. that, like, 
there might be some truth to that story and maybe that is why that is in there element because, was yeah. in there um but there were there are photos <laughs> yeah um so i would be i would be curious to read read the book i suspect mm-hmm. this is one where they had a tough time translating a, a narrative from a non-fiction book yeah into like a a fiction story yeah so julie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. one out of ten viking boats in the dirt <laughs> what do you give the dig Ooh. if i could split into two movies and rate them there would be two vastly different ratings but because we this is time. one movie okay so if i could rate it as two different movies like mm-hmm. the plot lines two separate yeah. plot lines um two separate plot lines with a common theme so it's like a the movies it's happening simultaneously um i would say like the basil mrs pretty like that that subplot the actual dig i would give that like an eight i i am totally down for some slow moving british drama Mm -hmm. um the other subplot with peggy and just like knowing that it was going to be a love triangle not because they planted the seeds but because it was like oh great her husband's really old and that's weird so yeah. she's not going to end up with him in the end. Here's this attractive guy that they've introduced. Um, I would give that plot line like a 5-6. I just was really disappointed and expected more of these people. So what would you give the full movie with them together? Okay, so mathematically, <laughs> 8 plus 5 is 13. Yeah. Divided by 2. 6 and a half. 6 and a half. Okay. Wow really brought it down yeah six and a half i guess okay six and a half votes so yeah they're all sinking <laughs> and they're in the dirt anyway it's fine um I, I would give it a six honestly because of that added stuff will i watch it in the background while i'm doing excel spreadsheets again probably because it was just like lovely to listen to and there were parts of it that i loved yeah and it's yeah. so pretty. Ugh. It's so pretty. Especially the first, like, 20 minutes was gorgeous. And when he's just, like, walking and digging and she's just showing him and, uh, yeah. It oh, so good. Um, so what do you have to look forward to, Julie? Um, so I have a craft project that I'm going to be doing. And I, oh. and, uh, I'm probably going to mispronounce that's a screenshot of everything in the horror closet um i i might mispronounce it but basically mm-hmm. there is like a, a clay pot that is like heavier on one side and you can fill it with water and, and bury it in your garden mm-hmm. clay terracotta whatever mm-hmm. um and and that actually keeps things watered okay um so i saw like a little craft project to make your own because they're ridiculously expensive like just to buy one of these it's like 40 50 dollars it's absurd um so the craft project is getting like two terracotta things and like using um like fish tank silicone to seal them together Mm -hmm. so um i'm really excited about that that's that (laughs) that's my big plans buckle up um i'm looking forward to i'm gonna have my very first game night in my house <gasps> tomorrow 
Oh my gosh. It also means I have to clean. So like, I'm not looking forward to that because I'll have people at my house. Um, and so I have to like make sure it's spick and span. But it's, yeah, it's the first game night in Vicky. So I'm very, I'm very excited. Um, Don't leave any doors open behind you. Look at that. Look at how much my face has broken out. That's, that's fringe zits. That's from being outside oh. for two weeks for fringe. Yeah, being inside and then running into the cold, doing a show, and then running back out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the cheese curds probably didn't help. Shh, don't, bl- don't, don't you dare blame the cheese curds. So, for those of you that are not familiar, which is probably, like, a lot of people listening, yeah. Orlando Fringe is a two-week arts event. There's theater, dance, music, visual arts, all of that. There's also a Fringe Lawn of Fabulousness mm-hmm. um, that has food vendors including a cheese curd truck this year they had a special that was um surf and tundra okay and it was curds and fried shrimp Ooh, <laughs> yeah hence <laughs> the full breakout i'm a i'm a fried oreos girl at the fringe oh gosh they didn't have any this <gasps> oh maybe they did at that little yellow place that i didn't go okay there's like one stand that's usually like carnival type food that i don't uh. eat yeah, that's my jam. <laughs> that kind of food. We'll have to oh. get you down next year for it. Oh, I'll be down next year. Yes. It just this year was crazy. It was crazy pants. So there's a little bit going on. Yeah, yeah, going yeah, on. yeah, yeah. But it's all settled. So speaking of settled, <laughs> this is about. To, I don't know where I was going with that. Um, settle on into our subscription. Subscribe, subscribe to us, listeners. Rate, review, subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> follow trident uh network go buy our merch <laughs> etc and so forth um you know the drill happy season two <laughs> thank you for listening ah, you can see your faces bye the pop culture period peace podcast is a part of the trident network to learn more about our videos live shows and other